and welcome back for our second session on new things. We're studying new things because it's the new year and we've given you uh, quite a list of new. T we just finished our first episode with a new song that we should be singing as because of what Jesus Christ did for us. And uh, I'll call your attention to the next new thing that I want to talk about is in John 13. Now John 13 uh, talks about what happened at towards the end of the Last Supper where Judas uh, left and went out and uh, betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, in John chapter 13, verse, let's begin with 30, verse 31, 1331. Therefore, when he, that is Judas, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also in uh, and also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. And he was talking about uh, his crucifixion. Then he said this, little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, you cannot come. So now say unto you, what did he mean by that? It means that he's going to be crucified and he's and he's going to go back to his father and then he's going to be resurrected. And he says this in light of that. He says this in John 13, 34, a new commandment. Here's another new thing, a new commandment I give unto you. Now, listen to me. No, don't listen to me. Listen to the word of God. This is a new commandment. Jesus telling these 11 disciples who were left, Judas being gone. He says this, here's the new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. The Bible said he loved us and gave himself for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 said, um, it said uh, he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus went to Calvary willingly, knew he was going to die, knew he was going to be beaten, knew he, he was going to be cursed. He also knew that he was going to raise, be raised again from the dead. Now, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You see that were those words so loved? It means in such a way. God loved the world in such a way that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And here's this new commandment that's given to believers in Jesus Christ and is not followed much at all these days that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another now why is this new commandment 
so important, so particular, so powerful. Because in verse 35, John 13, it says this, by this, by what? If you follow this commandment, he says, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if you love one another. Can I just shout this out once? Stop your bickering and fighting in the local assembly. The church of Jesus Christ. Cut it out. What kind of testimony do you want to have? You Christians are always fighting with one another. You're always arguing with one another. You're always uh, you're always contradicting one another. The Bible says this, and the Bible says another thing, and 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 we believe this, and you don't believe that. Stop it. You love your brother. He may be wrong about some things. I may be wrong about some things. I've got a wife that's loved me for forty-one years. <laughs> You know I'm not perfect, don't you, honey? She, no one is. <laughs> she, she's not going to make any comment. Anyway, but she loves me. And she loves me as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. I love her that way. And she knows that. And that's what we're supposed to do. So that a lost and dying world people who are lost in sin, headed for the depths and dregs and fires of hell, might know that we are believers because of the love that we have for one another. It's a shame. Our conversation or way of life ought to, ought to show that. It ought to show that. It ought to show the love of Christ. Yeah. Do you know, you see this t-shirt I have on, Curtis? Yes, I do. I I, I'm, I think I, okay. I got that one for you for your birthday. Yeah. It's, it says our Savior is tougher than nails. He is tough as nails. And I've worn this into the drugstore when I get go to get medicine for Sharon. <laughs> when I go to the grocery store, they look at me and they, they kind of, and, and then I, was in a drugstore recently. There was a woman who had a tattoo on her arm was waiting on me. And uh, she was kind of a portly girl. Um, but, but the, the, the tattoo said, I, I, I love God. So that was her testimony. And that's the way our testimony should be. Our testimony with the way we treat one another should be that we love one another because we're family members. Mm -hmm. That's the new commandment. Yeah. We have a new commandment. Then in Hebrews chapter eight, I think I'm going to finish this, Kurt, on time. Okay. No rush. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 8 love the book of Hebrews again in my margins there's so many notes and sermon notes and study notes that I have uh, because I just love the book of Hebrews um, because it begins with the introduction to the Lord Jesus Christ 
let's see. Um, let's look at Hebrews chapter eight, and we'll and we'll go to verse eight. And this we begin with verse six. It says, "But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry." And talk about the Lord Jesus Christ as the high priest by how much also he is also the mediator of a better covenant. Yeah. What's the word covenant, Kurt? Contract. It's a contract. It's a it's a promise that you make yeah. one to another, and, and it's a contract. God made a covenant with Abraham. He be, he was the first Jew. And God, what was God's covenant? He, he said he was going to give him a land, and that land is Israel. Now, the Jews are not totally in that land yet. They only occupy about one-sixth of the land that God gave to Abraham uh, by a promise. He made a covenant to them. And then he says, talking about Jesus Christ now, he's the mediator of the better covenant, which was established upon better promises. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a better promise, yeah, a better promise. Than, give, than being given land. All right? No doubt about it. Uh-huh. And he says, for if the first covenant had been faultless, and it wasn't God that was at fault, it was the people yeah. who received the covenant That's right. that were faulty. Yep. He says, for if the first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. Yeah. He said, I'd have had no reason, no reason to make another covenant. covenant with you, a better covenant with you, a new covenant with you. If, you. if you hadn't screwed it up to begin with. That's right. Yeah. But he did. By the way, he always knew that we were going to. Oh, yeah. Loved us anyway. Verse... Uh, for, let's look at verse 7 again. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no, no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, the house of Judah, not according to the covenant I made with their fathers. But understand this, folks. If you want to understand prophecy, if you want to know how things are going to turn out, you keep your eye on the Jews and the Jewish nation. They're starting to go back. Well, they have been for some years. I mean, back in the 1970s, there was a pretty good bunch of them that were going back to, but but there was a uh, there was a statistic that I saw, and it said that. And that time, at that time, about 1978, yeah. there were more Jews living in Brooklyn yeah. than there were in Jerusalem. Right. Now they're going back. They're going back. I saw a recent Barna study on that, and they say that since the year 2000, the re-immigration rate back into Israel has increased over 200%. And that's just a smidgen yeah. of what will happen. That's right. Now, dear listeners, I want you to read Ezekiel chapter 35 and read the rest of the book of Ezekiel from Ezekiel 35 because that deals 
with Israel's complete and total return to the land. And they will rebuild the temple, Ezekiel chapter 40 and verses following. That hasn't happened yet. Because right now, the Jews are laboring under the old covenant. Yeah, they are. And and they're 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 and as faulty as could be. And God's given them a new covenant. And what's that new covenant? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever Jewish people? Whosoever. You're a whosoever. That's right. You're included in that. Whosoever believeth on him, by the way, not by works of righteousness which is with which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Dear Jew, God is merciful to you, and we love you. That's why we're saying these things. I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It's coming, folks. In Ezekiel 35 and following, you'll see the Jews coming back in droves. You will see Judah being reunited with Israel. This two, the two tribes of Judah, which are in the southern part, will be reunited with the ten tribes of Israel in the northern part, and they'll be one nation. It's amazing. How that works but that's the new covenant he's making with them and that covenant involves salvation by faith in jesus christ yep. now i love jewish people i mean if I, I i've got a list of names of kids that were jews that i went to high school with i'll give you the first name michael um peter Jimmy, Sue Ellen, uh, I, I, there were there were a lot of them um, that we hung around with, and we loved them. And God has blessed me for loving His people. And here's how much He loved them. He's going to do away with the old covenant mm -hmm. and give you a new one. That new one still involves you're getting back the land. However, remember we talked about there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth. And that's what we're going to talk about next. I love this one, Curtis. I love it. We'll, we'll spend some time with it. We won't do it justice. But by the same token... We're going to deal with it. Look in Revelation chapter 21. I'll do mostly reading because the scripture says some things that are amazing. Now, after the rapture of the church, there's a tribulation period of seven years. At the end of the tribulation period of seven years, Jesus comes back to earth bodily and sets up his millennial kingdom and rules and reigns for a thousand years. At the end of the thousand years, Satan gets his minions together and they have a big army. And, uh, and Jesus 
and Jesus then uh, defeats Satan, and then that's when the the new things really begin, the new heavens, the new earth. And there's one new thing that amazes me. I study it over and over and over again, and I find something new every day. Uh, and Sharon will tell you, I was down for an hour and a quarter last <coughs> night, uh, and I didn't get to bed till about 11.15 because I was dealing with this chapter. Revelation 21, let's read it. I saw a new heaven and the earth, a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there is no more sea. No more sea? Yeah, remember, this is the Apostle John on the Isle of Patmos, uh, seeing a vision that God has given him. And that's exactly right, Curtis. Good for you. And so he says, and I, John, that's the John you were talking about, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God, out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Uh, the Jewish wedding ceremony is wonderful. I wish we could go into it. We'll do it one of these days. I'll, I'll do a segment on it. I got all the notes. Good for you. And he said, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle or the dwelling place, dwelling place, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. What? And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is the thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God. He shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire, with, uh, the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Wow. Now all this, as John was looking at this new Jerusalem descending out of heaven. There came unto me one of seven angels, which had the seven vials, full of the seven last plagues and talked with me saying, come up hither and I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. Carried me away into the spirit, a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. And this is the new Jerusalem that he's talking about. The new capital, the new capital city. And God will be in it. And if you doubt me, let's keep reading. It says they, they came on, it was descending out of, uh, out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was like unto stone, most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And had a wall great and high. It had 12 gates and at the gates, 12 angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. 
on the east, three gates, on the north, three gates, on the south, three gates, and on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations. I want you to look at these 12 foundations. And in them, the names of the apostles of the Lamb. Now, on the gates were the names of the Jew, uh, the heads of the, the uh, tribes of the nation Israel. And now, the, the, the names are the 12 apostles of the Lamb, talking about the church age, the new covenant age. And he, he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. Now, I want you to listen carefully to this. Uh, I'm going to try to finish this in the next 10 minutes. And he said, the city lieth four square, verse 16. And the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. So it was a large cube. Yeah, yeah. It was 12,000 furlongs by 12,000 furlongs by 12,000 furlongs. A furlong is an eighth of a mile. And so that makes that New Jerusalem a city 1,500 miles long, 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles wide. That's 3 billion, 375 million cubic miles. Is that big? I would say you could fit almost anything in there. Yeah. Wow. And the building of the wall was of jasper. The city was pure gold, like under clear glass. Now, where all gold come from to build a city that big? Came from heaven, for crying out loud. And the foundations of the, of this, uh, of the wall of the city are garnished with all manner of precious stones. Now, you'll find this in the book of Leviticus. These same stones yes. are in the ephod right. of the high priest. But here they are. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx, uh, the sixth a sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a, a chrysoprasus, uh, that's hard for me to say. Eleven, okay. The Jathanth and twelfth and amethyst. Isn't that amazing? Look at all the beauty. That's just the foundations. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. You know, Jesus is called in the Bible the pearl mm -hmm. of great, great price. And how you get in the gates? By getting past the pearl. And it says here, and three, the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Uh, every several gate was of one pearl. Can you imagine the gate that's going to let you in? has a door on it that's a huge pearl. Yeah. And the street of the city was pure gold. Now, where does that street go? There's 3,375,000,000 cubic miles in this city. It's a 1,500 miles high. Where does that street go? Where does it come from? We're not told. And it says, uh, it's amazing. Um, where was I? I got so, oh, and the street of the city was pure gold, uh, as it were transparent glass. Verse 22, and I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb were the temple of it. Well, the, the Jews used the temple for their worship. 
Well, they're not going to anymore in this new Jerusalem. It says, uh, and I saw no temple for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb were the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. If you'll read John chapter 1, it says that Jesus was the light of the world, but the world rejected it. Now those rejectors are locked up in hell. And those who are non-rejectors, but receivers and believers, guess what? This is their city. Verse 24, and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. Does that mean there will be people walking on the face of the earth as well as living in the new Jerusalem? It seems to indicate that. Yep. Well, why, what they, the, why would they be walking in the earth? Because it'd be mostly Gentiles coming to the new Jerusalem. Yeah. Okay, and they're the ones that will be walking on the new heavens and the new earth that Second Peter chapter three told us about, uh, and and the and the, and the nations of them which are saved mm. shall walk in the light of it. Now, if I don't say anything else, you will never see this New Jerusalem if you're not saved. Mm-hmm. You will only be locked in an eternal prison called hell and eternal flames and eternal pain, anguish, crying out. That's what hell is like. You don't have to go there. God didn't want you to. That's why he gave Jesus Christ to this world. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish, that is, go to hell, but have everlasting life. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor to it. This is where you come to worship. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all, by day they're open you can go in and out 24 7 24 7 but there's no more time by the way yeah yeah and the gates of it shall be not not shut all at all by day for there shall be no night there Mm -hmm. i can't wait I can't wait for that time where there'll be no night. And I won't be tired, so I'll have to go no, to bed. No, no. And then I'll have to roll out in the morning and go, oh, why, dear Lord? You know, anyway, <laughs> there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter in anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. There's more to this in chapter 22. But who are written in the Lamb's book of life? Only those who have been saved. And at the great white throne judgment, you'll be judged for your works, 
not for your salvation because when you're written in the Lamb's book of life, you're in. And the way you get in there is to be saved. And if your name is not written there, we've already talked about it and I'm going to emphasize it. No new Jerusalem, no new heaven and no new earth, uh, no place where there's no night where you're going is eternal night unless and until you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died in your place, that he shed his blood on Calvary, that he was buried and was in the tomb for three days, and that he rose again, and that he ascended into heaven and is living there now and is coming again. But you must believe in the gospel, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ on your behalf, personally be a new creature today be a new man sing a new song have a new commandment be a new creature you can do that right now heavenly father we thank you for jesus christ our savior for your precious and holy word we pray that those listening today will behave according to the new commandment and those that don't that don't have that new commandment, that they would get it today and believe on Jesus Christ. And we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for all of these things. And we pray it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, the light of the world. Amen.